listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. This is AfterBuzz TV, Mad Men Edition. Tonight's host is Paul Ashton. Joining Paul will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Phil Svitek, Elizabeth Kiernan, and Trilby Glover. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Paul Ashton! Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to AfterBuzz TV uh, for Mad Men Season 4, Episode 10. Um, I am Paul Ashton, I'm here with uh, Trilby Elizabeth and Phil, my fellow Mad Men and women. And tonight we're going to break down everything we just saw from tonight's uh, wonderful episode. We're all very excited to get stuck into it. In our special segment tonight, we're going to have a look at some of our favourite moments of the season so far, because this is our first uh, After Buzz Mad Men show, so we want to do a little bit of a recap of things that have stuck with us. Uh, But before we do that, uh, over to you, Trilby. Take us a for a stroll down Madison Avenue with a recap. What a great episode. The heat's really been turned up on all of the guys at Sterling Cooper Draper Price. We started on Roger, and you may remember that last week he and Joni fell back into old patterns and had a bit of a tryst, and that was resulted in Joni getting pregnant. So she started the episode by saying she's really sorry, which I was a little bit confused about. Why does she have to be so sorry for being pregnant? Anyway, <laughs> uh this was dealt with by them going to have an abortion and we got a bit of that 60s snapshot or merging into the late 60s where the doctor was really judging them for having the abortion, which we don't normally look, we don't expect to see so much today. That was interesting. Then Roger Depends had what to... state of the country well, or anything. I guess so. <laughs> and, then, and then Roger had to also deal with Lucky Strike, one of the biggest... Uh, clients that they have just told him they're going to be moving their account away from the company, which is a big blow. So he's dealing with the abortion and losing Lucky Strike. Meanwhile, Don's getting the heat turned up on him because they've just been dealing with the North American Aviation account and he's requested security clearance, which he wasn't even aware he had done. And suddenly everyone wants to know, again, the great question, who is Don Draper? And the FBI agents show up at Betty Draper's house and try and interview her about it. This freaks her out. Don starts freaking out, having heart palpitations, which gets him to confess his true identity to his new girlfriend, the doctor lady. I can't remember what her name is, but she's now going to be a bigger part, I think, because she now holds Don's secret. And then Peter Campbell also knows all about Don and is probably going to lay it on him we're not sure which way he's going to go in the episode but he ends up supporting him in the app and then we've got lane the english guy he's got a bunch of stuff going on expecting to see his son but getting his horrible father instead nasty piece of work wasn't he yeah and uh, he's all excited we get a big piece of new information that he's madly in love with this woman who is a black woman he calls her his chocolate bunny which is <laughs> funny and uh, he tries to present her to his father, but his father just whacks him on the head and says, get back to England. We end the episode with the three men having a 
big account meeting and Peter has to hide the fact that he's letting the aviation account go because he's covering for Don. And then Roger is hiding from everybody that they've lost Lucky Strike. So the company's in a real terrible situation and all the men's personal lives are as well. Yes, we certainly do feel the, uh, the uh, as you said, Cheryl, the heat um, being turned up. It's like a Bunsen burner was put under each of those three guys tonight. Um, really funny, I thought that we opened with... Um, uh, the the Beatles tickets. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that maybe there'll be a little bit more of a squiz of Beatlemania next week. Uh, but Sally Sally yeah. certainly did uh, deliver <laughs> the uh, appropriate kind of um, scream that I was. I think when you look at any of those old videos, absolutely. I love Sally so much. I think yeah. she's fantastic. Yeah, I'd like to talk about her. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Later on, because that I think that little actress has just come into her own this season. Yeah. Um, we can we can talk, but talk about that more. But it was as if the hysteria of Beatlemania, which uh, just bookended the the episode, was kind of like lying underneath the three guys, um, the three men, and and of course Joni, uh, as they dealt with some really difficult problems. Uh, as we you know were three two or three episodes away from the end of the season, um, so uh, it's time for them to start. Uh, upping the stakes. And so let's start with Don. Um, and what I thought was an, uh, just another chapter of John, excuse me, John Ham stepping it up as, uh, in terms of his, uh, portrayal of, uh, Don Draper. Do you have anything to say, Elizabeth? Um, I, th- I thought he, I mean, he's fantastic. I think it was so nice to see these men that always have it together. And it's always the women usually that have, you know, they have to get abortions and they are pregnant and they, you know, they are always apologizing for things. And every time a secretary leaves the office, it's like, okay, we'll get back to work. Meanwhile, they were just, you know, having sex or something. So to see these men really vulnerable, I mean, John Hamm, when he got the phone call from Betty, uh, he was sweating. Yeah. Within that one second, all of a sudden, sweat was on the side of his face and neck, can... and it was like real fear in his eyes. Yeah, and I like that that total that breakdown after the men in the corridor. I just I totally bought it. Yeah. And I just and it's just he's so he's so con- controlled and held together, mm-hmm. Don Draper the whole time, and Ham delivers it with such a, that with such a plum. Then when you see him lose it, like last season when he when he fessed up to Betty. And you know, really broke down for the first time in three mm-hmm. seasons. Uh, um, a few episodes ago, when he got really drunk, and we had the the flashbacks of him and Roger, where they were a bit younger, and his face is a bit more open. And the same thing happened when he was drunk. This whole other side it came out, you know. And that's mm-hmm. the first time really that he's he's give, sh- shown us that. And then today, this whole other thing. Um, I just it's just brilliant i'm sure he regrets it though obviously he was like i should have never told you that because now she knows the secret and he was weak and vulnerable yeah, and she saw him like that's that. why i wasn't sure because I, I mean i wasn't really sure how big a part she was going to have in the series when she came along and now i feel like because he's confided that in her does that mean they're going to really 
make it. But then at the end of the episode, right. what happened? He was staring at his secretary mm. and I was shouting, no, Don, no, don't do it again. Yes, yes, because obviously... Uh, Great the, philanderer. Uh, Mrs. Uh, the, the, the older secretary passed away last last episode. <laughs> he did not have sex with her. We, we can be sure about yes, that. Yes. Uh, we can't be sure of anything. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, would you, would you put it past Don, um, Phil? The the uh, uh, the octogenarian secretary. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would definitely not. You know, um, even seasons prior, we thought, okay, he's gonna be a family man. He's gonna stick to one woman, and that is, I've always been proven wrong. So, mm-hmm. it's yeah, almost uh, like when someone learns too much, he has to move on. So that's literally why there was that shift at the end, yeah. where you know she wants to go to dinner, and he says, "Not tonight, tomorrow," and then all of a sudden he sees a secretary, and it's like on to the next one. Yeah, you know, because he can only get to a certain point. But also what I thought was interesting... Does he feel overexposed yes, in this sure. particular case, though, as opposed to just having had his way with her? Do you know oh, what I'm right. Well, no, I think I she think knows too much. Overex- and... It's like hard. It's hard for him to... People can't handle too much intimacy, ultimately. They can only take it for... Right, but now she knows pieces. that he's not who he is, so it's like, well, who are you? Tell me about your family. Like, he doesn't want to get into that stuff. But I also think that that moment at the end of the episode was really like, you know, the secretary walks in and said, so it's okay, Everything worked out fine, and that was the switch. Because suddenly he he said, you know, he can get away I with this. I got away with it again. I got away with it again. I could go back to my That's old habits. Yeah. And uh, and then and then all those old habits just come straight back in his mind. He sees the woman he wants her. You know. But of course, the unlikely ally for Don in this episode was Peter Campbell. Um, yeah. So great to see him infused back into an episode in a serious way. Because although I find. Pete Campbell often uh, <laughs> irritating. So, so yeah. irritating. Yeah. Uh, I just that um, his work the uh, is is superb in the show. Yes. Oh, I think he's a great actor. Uh, he gets it right on the money. Um, and uh, I, I think Pete's always been a good guy, though. You know, if you the, sure there's uh, you can nitpick him and hate him for that, but he's always done the right thing, in my opinion. And he sure and did today. He definitely he did. did. And you wanted him to because. We love Don, but it was a it was a big thing to ask of him, and it, there's only so much time until that. And certainly in that and in that meeting of the partners, that was when the three stories converged mm-hmm. for the episode, and all the guys are sitting on this stuff. Did and... you think that Roger was going to tell them about Lucky Strike losing that account? Because I wasn't sure if I... he was going to save it to the end of the meeting. I think he was going to until he heard the bombs that yes. everyone else dropped, and that's why he started laughing. Yeah, yes. like this is the worst meeting in the history of meetings. Yeah, yes. he had nothing left to do but yeah. giggle um, with, with sort of <laughs> sort of <laughs> sort of like oncoming madness. Um... But with uh, with Rogers yelling at um, at Pete Campbell, I at that moment, I you know, you really got. What it took for Pete to do this? Yes, you know, sticking his neck Great out for writing Don. again. Yeah. Just yeah, really showing the stakes. You know what what he had to give up his whole pride. Yeah, yeah. And so, what about um, Roger then? Um, he obviously had uh, a pretty well, probably not as tough as Joni, but mm-hmm. uh, well, until the Lucky Strike stuff. Uh, again, I feel like he and Don they both go back into this sort of. They're like these lost puppy dogs. I mean, I, he Little says boys. in the scene, like, I haven't stopped thinking about you. Maybe I'm in love with you. Maybe it's a sign. And then she's like, do you want to keep it? And he's like, no. But, Don't be ridiculous. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then you're thinking, what is he trying to really say? Is he just constantly confused? They're always yeah. pitching and they're always selling in their lives. Mm. So it's just like another That's very true. Another thing. Yes, it was quite it was quite, uh, quite unusual to have the heat uh, so openly turned on to Roger by the doctor. 
in the yeah. office, like really dressing him down mm-hmm. and, and I really calling think him out on everything. That um, is such a periodic snapshot. Like we're really in that time because yeah, think about how many cases that doctor sees every day. You know these bosses knocking up their, their secretaries. secretaries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, I don't know. Is it is it that different now, though, Trilby? I mean, like, yes, yes, no, I yes, think yes, there yes, is legally, a, there are more avenues to, to. There is a difference in the way a doctor would handle it, like how their bedside manner would be. I think try and be unbiased. Yeah, I think uh, you, so. You don't think a doctor today could dress down an uh, older man for knocking up a younger woman? I don't. I, think... I'm sure there are some doctors that will not perform the procedure still well, yeah but i think like belief, saying so. it is different like they've done it before in episodes in the very early episodes where peggy went to go and get the pill and stuff like the doctor would make comments like oh, oh well you know go and have fun out there like that just wouldn't happen now like right. the bedside manner that's one of the things i think they comment on how it shifted you know how we would see it today but it, what i would love about it is that it is though still an extremely volatile issue especially here in america um, yes. and really really anywhere um it, people always have strong opinions about it and i love how with all of this with all of the stuff that the political stuff that Mad Men deals with whether it's uh, issues of um of race or gender uh or you know uh, abortion you're viewing it through the 60s and, and, and when, when all of this stuff was really being challenged for the first time. And, and so it allows you to kind of distance it enough to, to look at it as, an, as, another, as another story from another time. And yet it is so relevant now still, still it's, it's somehow allowed, I, I don't know i, I feel like it's, it so is. much you has can, changed it's but nothing's really relevant. changed yeah it's, it's always relevant i think just joni uh, christina hendrix plays that character so well that she's always carrying this dignity even when she's on a bus alone by herself and like really her stocks are low i mean it chips it down she's having a horrible time but she still has this dignity and she is the best journey so right. wonderful yeah. christina hendrix did anyone think that she may not have got an abortion because I just wondered, second? well, no, like maybe next week she could. We don't know for sure. She definitely did That's it. a really good point. I had I, not thought about that. But she, One thing I did think was that if you recall the last time that she went to the doctor, we saw her go to the doctors uh, because I think perhaps, well, maybe her and her, her husband were trying to um, uh, conceive. That She asked the doctor because she's had other abortions in her life. And which is which is why she's probably sorry. Um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, when she was with Roger, she just says sorry, and so she thought she couldn't get pregnant. You know, and maybe, uh, maybe that's yeah. that's why she was sorry. So, but if she did have an abortion, then my prediction for the future narrative would be that this was that was her last chance to have I was a baby. Gonna, that and happens though. You can only have and now she's done so many abortions, and then it becomes complicated. Yeah, yeah. So uh, interesting, and then Lane, um, Lane's father turning up. Um, and uh, who was, as you said, she'll be a bit of a prick. Yeah, he was just so awful. But Elaine is this man who has been downtrodden earlier in the episodes of last season. We met his wife, and he was, you know, she was in charge in that relationship. And now you see the history of that man and how he got into such a uh, unequal power relationship because he obviously was brought up like that by his father who totally dominates him. And it's so funny how you said before about these men be- being becoming boys is that's what he was reduced to there on the floor, mm-hmm. hands yes. under the foot. He was turned into a little boy. Um, and it was really quite 
it was a, it's actually an extremely violent scene. A grown man having his father has to tell him what to do, and he has no choice about it in the matter. It seems ridiculous. Well, obviously, he does, but he but, feels like he doesn't. Yeah, right? it was uh, awful, awful, but uh, extremely well portrayed and and such a shock. I mean, like that that whole. Obviously, we knew there was something odd going on when he called over the African-American waitress, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a little bit too... We saw this sort of extra flirt on him, extra touch that you don't usually see from Lane. I thought maybe it was a fetish at first. Like he's yeah, like, right. I just thought he liked it. He yeah. just goes and to the Playboy Cafe yeah. and the just bunnies. Just to stare at this exactly. girl, because she was kind of off-put by it. And That's she was what like, I, I thought. Can't... She was like, don't touch me. Yeah, and then... yeah, yeah. But then uh, we find out that he's been engaging in a relationship for however long it's been since his wife left, I guess. And obviously at that time, interracial relationships are still very Absolutely. shocking to most people. So, Absolutely. And we've only seen it once before in the very beginning of Mad Men where one of Phoenix was taking out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Martin Luther King hasn't happened yet, has he? Yes, he it has. has. It where, has happened. He has, all right, yes. okay. okay so the, right. Um... Okay. It was interesting because he he was completely confident in the relationship. Like he wanted to introduce her to his father. He wasn't trying to hide anything. But no. then they did it so well by making well Matthew Weiner, I think, by choosing to put that scene that he meets her dressed as a Playboy bunny, right. which is like the totally worst. demeaning. Yeah. yeah, the worst idea ever. Because this now she'll only ever be a, a whore yeah. to him, and that's not even what they but were. Do you think? Do you think he was? A, she was a whore first, or a, or a black woman? Um, I think it was just hand in hand. To, so the, to the father. To the father. Oh, yeah. yeah. As about. what he saw. As what yes. he saw. Yes. 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 Um, yeah. You know. I think just hand or, in or hand. Or a bit of both. Uh, a more negative connotation of a chocolate bunny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I mean, again, great writing when uh, Betty Draper got interviewed by the FBI guys coming to the house and they asked her things about Don, like, is he loyal? And she had to think for a moment, you know, well, he wasn't loyal to me emotionally or sexually. Yeah. He wasn't faithful to me. Yeah. I mean, all of that was shown in just that little clicker. We're, we're reminded of that entire history. It's so clever. The writing is so deep. And then, of course, she doesn't reveal anything to them. But And, and the concept of Don as a deserter. Yeah. You know, I, I've never actually, in my mind, framed his, um, his Korean War experience as desertion, more just taking on you know, another uh, another man's identity, but when you... Which is still strange. <laughs> yes. Of course. But when you the hear... Shame, it, the use, shame in that. But they use the word deserter, and uh, yeah, it feels like that's... Uh, it just has obviously built up in him substantially. Substantially. Mm. Um, uh, so, but just back to Lane quickly, do you think um, uh, that he was... In terms of his confrontation with his, with his father... Oh, Bringing, bringing his father in to introduce him to, to the girlfriend, was it an act of defiance? Uh, was it, uh, or was it seeking approval, wanting approval, or just saying, this is what I'm doing? I think, oh, again, I think he's always, he's trying to be the man. I mean, actually, even him getting involved in the company, remember his old boss used to treat him like shit as well. Yes, he's and always so a he's laptop. Always mm. a, that's always a role he's played in this company has given him the first opportunity to be his own man and i think being in new york and being away from you know london and all the contacts and stiff upper lip yeah british thing that breaking out and he's trying he's trying to step into he's that. trying to be a man i don't yeah. think it was for approval because it seems like he will never get approval from his father it was really just kind of 
declaring, this is my girlfriend and I love her, but didn't go as well as planned. Yeah. Yeah, that older actor, I'm, I, I can't recall his name, but um, I, I was spending some, I was working um, in, in some auditions and he auditioned for a film uh, that I was just reading opposite him for. Just, it was purely for his voice. And his voice is just Amazing. incredible. So deep. It was for a dragon. It was um, like rolling. Wow. It just there's a bass to it that just rumbles. It's. I mean, it's just like it's got like razor blades on it or something. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, years of smoking must go into that kind of a voice. Mm-hmm. We, we 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 can but hope and dream for that kind of uh, that kind of bass. Uh, any other thoughts about the uh, the episode in general? Anyone? Uh, I mean, I, I also, well, some, one of the lines that I really liked, or the moment, one moment I really liked was Pete Campbell in the lift with Don Draper saying, I don't have to live with your shit over my head. (laughs) And then of course, by the end of the episode, he did, he did have to live with that. I hate Pete Campbell, but I love him. I I hate, I hate the character, but I know he's acting and it's an amazing character and it so suits that time. But just like. That cocky, he's such a brown condescending. Oh, what is he? I don't know. He's just—I would think he's of him very as an agent, yes. as like a he, douchey agent. He in this feels town. like he's entitled, but his whole life, because of his relationship with his family, he at the same time feels like he's not good enough. It's mm. that—it's that wonderful tension between I—I I hate myself, but I deserve the best. Right. You know? That's one thing in this in this show that I think is just done so well. Every character is always the opposite of what they are at the same, you know. It's all a facade. Well, yeah, but, yes, but both are true. I mean, I think with, uh, you know, Joan always has that dignity and that poise, but underneath her life, she's always dealing with these terrible situations and she's had to have three abortions now or whatever, you know. um, She can hold it together. Yeah, Peggy, who wasn't in today's episode, but... Peggy always seems like the real good girl and the really straight-laced person, and then we always cut to scenes of her being one of the most adventurous people. And do you know what I mean? Like yeah, he she plays seems more against. Rep- repressed, kind of, so she has to act out, and Joan seems like one of the guys. Like, yeah. the fact that, you know, Sterling comes to her and he wants to see how she is after the abortion, whether or not she had it, but she was, like, stone cold. No emotion. Yeah, she can detach. Yeah. Uh, one one thing about Campbell, um, I love that that little scene with him and his wife back home. Who's yeah. About to burst that. And that actress, do you know her name? I can't I th- think of her name I off don't. the. But she's the, one of the, the character series. Trudy. She's a very good actress. Yeah, she was. She's, she's one of the series regulars in Community, the uh, half hour comedy right. on um, NBC uh, that comes before. Before Thirty, 30 Rock. Rock now, yeah. I think, and the, it just aired its first. Uh, Ep of the season aired this week, and it's actually a really great show. It's really grown on me, and she um she plays a, a, a like an eighteen nineteen year old little um a sort of innocent. Uh, it's kind of a similar. Uh, it has a, a sort of a similar tone, but not not quite as sort of fifties and maternal, I guess. Uh, but she she's great, and you just don't get Peter Campbell summed up any any better than that. Like patronizing. Sort of treating treating a woman as uh, as as someone that just needs to be keep them barefoot and pregnant. You got it. You that got was it. it. It was like Shh, I'm not going to tell you. You're like just. I just need to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So it was a fantastic episode again. And um, but I mean, for me, really, uh, as a nice little segue into our special segment this evening, it, the last sort of five or six, uh, four, five, six episodes have just been really phenomenal and. Um, I got, I got throughout three of them in three of them this last week um, in a row, and I was just sort of reminded of how good this show really can be again. And um, so I just wanted to like touch on a couple of my favourite moments, and I don't know if um, 
if you guys can recall anything from the uh, from the season so far that really stuck with you. But um, the first one I wanted to talk about was the episode uh, where Don wins the Clio for the um, the Glow, whatever. Um, uh, ad campaign and he gets extremely drunk and then wakes up three days later <laughs> and you know has given the name his name to that he goes to bed with one girl and wakes up with this other he, uh, the women he goes to bed with get progressively less looking <laughs> attractive and and she calls him dick mm-hmm. so he's been so wasted that he's given his old name um which 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 was very interesting especially as a bit of a you know flag for what we just saw start mm-hmm. to catch up with him um but i love that whole episode was about how he and roger met and you see and i sort of just alluded to it a bit earlier you see them as younger men and i don't, I don't know how they did it but they both just did look a, a little, little bit younger. younger i don't know if it was just a little the way the hair was styled but certainly he had he lost all of his his weight and his gravitas, Don, mm-hmm. and he had a much more open go-getter kind of um, youthful energy, which I thought he, he did brilliantly. And we find out that the only ro- reason that Roger gave him the, the go was because he was drunk. And, he and, him. and when he was drunk, <laughs> yeah. he said, yeah, come along. And then in the same episode, Don ends up doing the same thing, backing himself into so a Because he gets so drunk, court. he mm-hmm. steals a guy's, or uses that guy's idea and then has to hire him. That's right. Yeah. I just, I thought that was brilliant. Um, I I love Sally. Uh, Let's talk about Sally. uh, I think it's so nice that there is such a dynamic child actor and character that they have written and just... She has so much to do, and even just Kiernan seeing, Shipka is her I name. I know. I don't love her just because her name is Kiernan, but it's a great uh, name. Of course. She's, uh, yeah. I, she, just I, running I, away. She's just so tenacious and sassy. and. I, I, I really great. like how they've um, what, what they've done with her, and I, I really feel a huge shift in her as, as, a, as a young actress between this last season and this season. I feel like she's, um, she's grown into herself. Um, she's... She used to have a little bit of a lisp. It well, seems it's to have still gone there. away. I, I, do, it has to be hers, right? It wouldn't be a character choice. No, I don't think so. I think, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it was a character. I, I don't know that an eight-year-old or whatever. She, I just feel that was probably her, and I just right. feel that it, as she's grown, she's sort of grown out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you can just see her. She's just grown into herself a little bit. You can see her sort of, you know, approaching, you know, her early teens, and there's just a poise and a and a, and a focus to her performances this season can you imagine great. getting to act with those people like that's your wouldn't, first job <laughs> wouldn't that be something oh, yeah so um so yeah so that that and that whole that whole episode where she ran away last week yeah was 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 lovely um toby do you have a favorite moment oh well i think well we sort of talked about it the other day that moment was it last the episode before last where don's writing and saying every person tells you who they are but we project onto them who we want them to be yeah 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 i love that i love that episode when we turned into inside his mind as he's trying to get clean he tries to, he takes to after the disastrous sort of cleo there yeah the bender that, that went on for well had been going on for what however many years um he tries to get clean and starts writing as, as a way to do it and it was uh, it was great to get inside his head and watch him swim, and then it was that the same episode that he and Peggy end up together. Um, well, have, oh, I think it's hands. a different. They had that moment of connection. It's like that, that whole episode. That was fantastic. I don't know if it was all the same episode, but I think it it was. But I love that what he said because I I think that's always what's being explored in the series and the character and 
you know, Betty is going through that right now in her new marriage. She's now Betty Francis. But how much better is this marriage? Did she just project all of the stuff onto Yeah, know, we Mr. saw Francis? the first cracks I mean, um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, is it just who... who she wanted who someone to person? save her. Yeah, and, and like she could have probably been just as fine staying with Don even though it was... Now, January Jones, not being, obviously, because of the developments in the narrative, used so much, um, as as much now, uh, do you miss miss her? Do you want her more? Do you think this is uh, very convenient for her because of the show? Because she's, I mean... I don't like her. As an actress or as as the the character Uh, or both? Both? I don't know. I had just, like, a minor interaction with her, and she was... As a human, like, sometimes? Yes, and she was... So where was that? I was actually back in my serving days. Uh, I waited on her and Josh Groban. Oh, and what, was, together at the same table? They, they were dating. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they were engaged or not, but they were serious. Right. He was, like, the loveliest thing in the world, and she was rude and terrible, and I, she was just, like, had this puss on her face, and it's like, I don't know what's going on in your relationship, but I didn't do anything, so you shouldn't <laughs> take it out on me. Just trying to get you me. a cup of coffee, later. Yeah. I was like, okay. And he was so nice, and I was just like, oh, you're a terrible person. So kind of when I see this character, I'm like, yeah, it's not that far off. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> all right, all right. I, 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 wonder if, um, I wonder if it's convenient for her to have more free time to be pursuing her film career and, and the like. Yeah, things are taking off for her. I, I mean, I, I look at you look. I look at someone like her and go, "Where were you before Mad Men?" I don't think she's interesting. I think she. I think she's doing a fine job. I just don't like Christina Hendricks is dynamic to me. I think Elizabeth Moss is fantastic. I think January Jones is doing a fine job. Yep. I just don't want to keep seeing her. But I, I do. I do like her. I do like her performance. I don't know if she's the best actress in the world or whether this Have you seen character her do anything just else? suits her. No. Yeah, that's I the, mean, that's the thing. Is but American all of Pie? these people, I don't think so. American, Maybe? American Pie. American Pie, like one of the last ones. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, I stopped sure. after one. I don't know. Maybe it was three or something. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. Yeah, maybe this character just suits her. For me, I think she does show something interesting. I think that that she plays it perfectly, the girl who is went straight from her father's house to her husband's yes. and then to the next I love that last week how she said to um how she said to Henry you know, after she got so freaked out I love that little bit of the restaurant where Don's on the date with the young girl who later, you know, gives him a uh, a how's your father in the in the back of the cab? Um, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a French it's a French French kiss. We we discovered earlier from um, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Anyway, um, yeah, and she got all shaken up, and uh, and she says to Henry later that night, you know, he was my he was the only man I'd ever been with, and it's and it's and that's just one of those moments where you go, God, wow, yes, it was. It's a completely different time. And, I mean, there are some people who still... She did have that night, you know, before she of got together with Francis. Which is not going to tell Henry that, is she? Yeah, I guess not. No. When she but went followed a man into the bathroom. It was mm. quite exciting. Wasn't that was How's like your father? Room, like yeah. 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 <laughs> it was. He just wanted to ask him how his father was. <laughs> Phil, do you have a favourite moment concerned. from the season so far? Well, if we're touching upon uh, January Jones, um, I think in this... You can ep- touch upon her. <laughs> oh, I wish. But um, in this episode, it's interesting to see her when uh, she's with her new husband, and she's a, you know she she reveals that uh, there were G-men at their house, and the reason that she does so is because she she wants the truth out there, something obviously that she didn't get with Don, mm-hmm. and so um, so I think that's why they keep her in the narrative as much too, is just 
because she is the effect of, you know, Don and yeah. what he's yes. done. Absolutely. But also, when she says that, she's not telling the truth because she doesn't, she's not going to tell him Don's history. He doesn't know that. It's more so of when like, she said, I'm being honest, so you have yeah, to always be honest with yeah, me. Even <laughs> though, yeah, even though she wasn't really It's that, little, it's that little thing you do, yeah. Little half-truths but and get, of, get the kudos. All of these actors, where were they before? That's one of the great things about this show is that it created all of these people's careers. Yeah, know? I mean, John Hamm. I mean, uh, he, he comes on this show, everyone thinks he's one of the best-looking blokes around. And you're like, well, I'm pretty sure he didn't just, like, Get good looking after he was cast. Um, he was a he was a high school drama teacher yeah. before he moved to Hollywood. That's right, but it's great these That's stories. That's amazing. I love these these kind of stories. And 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 um, Cranston's another one. Brian Cranston, you know, before uh, who's you know leader um, plays Walter White in Breaking Bad. Um, my other completely favorite favorite show, and you know was in Malcolm in the Middle before that. Spent it was years of just plugging away in LA, mm-hmm. getting nothing, 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 and then bang. It's, it can still happen late, and and you know these are some these are supremely talented actors, and mm. it's just it's great it's great when that happens, and you see people who deserve it, and then they they get to do good work, and then know? they give us this great this kind of stuff. Um, okay, so uh, why don't we move into our news and uh, gossip? After Buzz TV news. <laughs> it was go. an emotional episode for Joan, who was Christina Hendricks, but. In real life, she is doing great. She was just named by Esquire the best-looking woman in America. In America, wow, that is quite a title. I mean, wow. she, she. I mean, I, I think it was January Jones seasons one and two, and now it's really swung over to Christina Hendricks. Oh, I mean, she is the new pinup girl. She's massive in Australia as well, actually. Like, she's all over. Don't think it matters which country you go to. You're still gonna have big boobs. Like, yeah, that oh, big boobs will have the desired effect, you mean? Right. No, I mean, wherever she goes, she's still going to be massive. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Uh, well, it's a bad joke. I mean, it's just so awesome because it's so nice to see someone that isn't a size zero. Well, that's how it. Many, yeah. How many times she was she's told, you're, you're too fat, you need to lose weight. And actually, a New York Times blogger just had to publicly apologize to her because he wrote, um, big girls shouldn't wear big dresses. And it was referring to uh, the dress that she wore to the Golden Globes. And what was the dress she wore to the Golden Globes? It was a bit funny that dress. I have to say, a it was lot of a the dresses purpley, were funny at those things. It was though. a purpley dress, and it was, it was it like had feathers oh, off the right. side, and it kind of came in and pointed downwards. And but it, when it you talk maybe... about people's dresses, normally if it's other actresses, it's not like oh she's so skinny. But so it was just yeah. that he had to apologize. And uh, well, she's just got that great like old fashioned hourglass pear kind of yeah, big like Marilyn hips. Monroe. She looks great. And she's, I mean, um, she's stunning. Part of all, all of the the PR that they're doing for her in 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 Australia uh, on SydneyMorningHerald.com and stuff is all about that and how she is now a role model. You know, for so many uh, for so many young girls, I hope mm-hmm. I hope you know. I just think it's so important that it's not just Kate Moss's and uh, all types can be beautiful. Oh, and she's stunning and so natural, and I just think it's yeah. Fantastic. And from from this, she's just breaking out into so many movies role movie roles, and she's actually going to star with Ryan Gosling and Carey Mulligan in the indie flick oh, Drive. Oh wow! So, Can't wait to see that. Right, yeah. Gosling and Mulligan are two of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, and she also just got married this year, so she's like doing incredibly well. And uh, her husband is Jeffrey Arden, Arend, A R E N D, and. 
He is an actor. He was in 500 Days of Summer right now. He's oh, he's the, the tall, he's the tall geeky. He's a, yeah, he's a tall geeky oh, guy. Yeah. That's to marry Christina Hendricks. Wow. Well, lucky guy. He is like, he's really lucky. I know. I mean, I, I, I've met him. He's, an, he's a really, really nice guy and quite funny. Yeah, he better be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he better be both. Yeah. He better not be wasting hot. that opportunity. I know. Um, and actually, one of the other girls, Elizabeth Moss, who was not in this episode, Peggy's character was not, but I know she'll be in next week, she actually just filed for divorce this week from her husband, Fred Armisen. She oh, blames dear. his infidelity, which we know to be true, because he's already dating yes. many people. And yes. Who is she dating? Who is he dating? Right now, he's dating Abby Elliott, right. who is, is 20 years younger than him. She's on SNL with him. How old is he? He's forty three and she's twenty. Fred Armisen is wow. forty three. Yeah. Wow. Well, I I mean we we have a mutual um, uh, uh, friend uh, who de- knows how his father is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh. Yes, uh, there's certainly. Uh, I think we can um, say that we sort of uh, seen some of that infidelity in action. Right, and he he claims it's her love of Scientology. Elizabeth so Ross. I didn't know she was a Scientologist. Yeah, I didn't know This either. shatters so much. I mean, this is terrible. But this we is don't terrib- know. I mean, we're not well, Scientologists, yeah, those- so maybe it's good to be a Scientologist. Really? Know? Probably yeah. not. Aliens. Probably not. I'm, I mean, uh, there's enough that's evidence just, that's, out there. That's isn't more there? if he said, she said. We know for a fact that he was he dated. Yes, yeah, I think that people. would be worse. He was throwing Being it around. Yes, worse. I mean freedom of religion and and, and all that. She's uh, although I imagine from the sounds of it, it's a pretty all-consuming kind of um, life approach from the little that I know, and so it could be for different Scientology? for Scientology. So if you weren't within a relationship, I, I, I think your values are so different that it would be really hard to mm. be in a relationship is she, with someone. Do you, is she a fervent Scientologist, you know? I like, mean, that's well, that's what the claim was, but it hasn't been confirmed. Is there any so. other kind of Scientologist? Right, I don't think so. Doesn't, I mean, because if you don't way. believe it hardcore, there's no way you can do it, because it, otherwise it's so ridiculous. Yeah, the premise so, is sort of ludicrous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's <laughs> having so much success as well. She's... Got and it. so she she should she's brilliant. Yeah, she's getting a lot of acting work. So she's going to be starring uh, in a film called On the Road, and that's with Kristen Stewart, Viggo Mortensen, Kirsten Dunst, Amy Adams, Steve Buscemi, and Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah. and she's also in another movie. It's a uh, Lawrence Kasdan's new project called Darling Company, and that's with Kevin Klein, Diane Keaton, and Richard Jenkins. She's wow, so she's mixing great with some company. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she was also in uh, Get Him to the Greek, which is coming out on DVD soon, if not already. That didn't do as well in the theater. Who was she in? Who was who was she in it? I can't remember. Uh, she was she was the wife. Whose wife? Uh, Jonah Hill's character. Oh yes, yes, of course, of course. That was that was quite funny. That whole little. Oh yeah, and then Russell Brand comes in and he ends up sleeping with her and. Yeah, she. You know, they tried to uh, attempt that threesome. Um, <laughs> I thought she did great as the uh, as the annoying wife that you know wanted to move out, ruin ruin her husband's dream. Yeah, the doc. She was a doctor, right? In yes. that story. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's fantastic. She it is. just proves that funny men can really get any any woman because January Jones yes. is dating Jason Sudeikis. But Sudeikis, but Sudeikis is hot. Yeah, that's, and he's, um, he's handsome. And uh, Armisen is. Less not. so. But do you think that they are a product of Elizabeth Moss and Fred? That that's how January met Jason? They used to go on double Probably. dates after SNL? I can't imagine them hanging out together, though, but I guess they would. Like, oh, yeah, I wonder if it, just yeah. You know, definitely in the show, you can't really imagine Betty Draper and Peggy hanging out together. But it's, in real life, January? It was so funny. I remember seeing some kind of game show um, last year, and they had... Um, Two, it was two uh, celebrity couples. I can't remember who the second one was, um, but uh, 
one of them was it was Armisen and um, Elizabeth, Moss. Elizabeth Moss, and they were <laughs> doing uh, uh, charades or something like that. It was just like some. I think it was on like a chat show or you know Leno or one of those ones late at night, and they're doing a competition. And I uh, I was sort of had at this point come into contact with the information about um, Fred Armisen's uh, uh, alleged infidelity, and I was just watching it, just feeling. How was their dynamic? It I was not. I don't think it was. It was. It wasn't particularly good. I cannot mm. picture them together at. And all. I was just like, "You lying prick!" Yeah. How could you do this to Peggy? Yeah, <laughs> don't be mean to Peggy. Doesn't she have enough to deal with? Yeah. She's a woman in the office. She already gave birth, and like no one knew about it. And oh, early episodes no. of Mad Men, which I is know. a pretty amazing thing to um, go through. I know that I mentioned before that John Hamm was a drama teacher in St. Louis before he moved to Hollywood. Correct. What's so interesting is that his student. Um, is for, is on the office now. She's the new receptionist. Oh right. Yeah, her name is Ellie. Where is She's Kemper. really cute. Ellie Kemper. Yeah, isn't that so weird? That is. It's Your drama teacher was John Hamm. It's it's a small world. Um, and uh, he got... recently admitted that he struggles with chronic depre- depression. John. That, yeah, antidepressants really? like saved his life. So I'm sure when he's playing these dark roles like this, it's uh, he can really bring a lot to the character because he knows all those days where he just didn't want to wake up and would sleep yeah. till four and. Oh, okay. And anything else there, or are we uh, we done? I mean... Well, he was great in The Town as well. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say The Town. Yes. yes. Um, you know, directed by Ben Affleck down to theaters now. Still killing it in the box office. Do you think... I, I there, there, was, uh, there was a little bit of uh, talk after it did quite well at opening weekend that it could be an Oscar contender. Was it that kind of a film to any of you guys? Um, I mean, perhaps maybe Ben. Uh, what, as an actor or a director? Maybe both. I mean, he 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 gave us what we want to see. We want to see him Absolutely. being who he is, and yeah, nailed it. Boston. You know, yeah, it was awesome. Like his pride came through, but he did a really good job with directing. Yeah, it was very. Um, clear I saw a screening like months ago, so picture and sound wasn't locked. So I, I'd be interested what, what, to see how it changed. What about uh, what about John Hans specifically in that um, when you saw it? Uh, I thought his accent was pretty good, but it, it was nice to see him in this other kind of role, and he was totally believable in it. And I thought I thought he did a really good job. Sold it. Completely. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed seeing him and opp- him and Rebecca Hall opposite each other. That was just that was great. Those little scenes that they mm-hmm. had because she's so fantastic as well. Trilby? Oh, I was just saying the only other thing I've seen him in is in Thirty Rock of when course. he plays that dorky character. So wonderfully, it's so Incredible. different to Don Draper. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's and I mean that's what John. Uh, he's not. Uh, I met him. I met him really briefly just before the uh, the Golden Globes last year um, at a function. And uh, just sort of, you know, blew sunshine up. I was just like, I was a bit gushing, to be honest. It's a bit embarrassing, but I was very much. <laughs> He's kind of you asked how his father was. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I offered. I offered. He wasn't uptaking. Um, no, but it was just. It, it was just. It's nothing like Don Draper. I was incredibly kind of unassuming and nice and pleasant. And uh, I just saw Tina Fey on an interview, and she was saying how they all went out and partied after the Globes and stuff like that. Right. And she said, you do not want to go drinking with John Hamm. So I feel like he can drink like... Really? Yeah. Really? Where's he from, St. Louis? Yeah, uh, well, that, I think. Is that, that's where he's a drama teacher. Yeah. So is that uh, is that like a drinking town? Well, what's the what's the go in St. Louis? Is that like yeah. a... I don't know. Any... Uh, what's what's, what's What even right. state is that in? Pardon uh, my... It's in Missouri. Missouri. No, it's the South, Missouri. right? It's got to be a bit of drinking to be... I mean, what it's what else do you south, do? It's the South. It's the Midwest. It's the Midwest. There you go. My geography's off. Yeah, My apologies, Americans. My apologies. That's all I have to report. Wonderful. Thank you very much for the news and gossip section, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, so finally, let's move on to some predictions for next week. Uh, the uh, the teaser trailer at the end of the show was 
pretty vague. Very um, teasing. Very teasing. Very teasing. Um, and we uh, we saw uh, uh, there's a little sneak peek up on the website, the AMC amctv.com. They have a, a little uh, uh, scene, full scene of Peggy and her um, intellectual slash potentially lesbian friend um, uh, go Definitely to the beach. <laughs> and uh, the guy, uh, the sort of political um, commie, uh, comes to, ends up in the back seat with her and they have a little bit of a... I, I, let, let's talk about that. Are they going to get together? Yes. Yeah. I really like them together. I was upset that he upset her by writing this article. But that was... But I was I, upset but, that he upset her. Does that make but, sense? Yeah, it does. It <laughs> does. But I think that that's a great place for it to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'll have hate sex because it's intellectual. <laughs> that intellectual competition. That's what that they she have, needs. That's what she wants. She needs what, to be challenged. That's what Peggy yeah. needs. She's and got deserves. some The in other her. guy she was going out with was a douchebag. Oh, so, so wet. Silly. They're all so yeah. wet, and that's what she this wants. She wants that engagement. And then it also, I mean, I think the show is carefully crafted to bring in the different pockets of life in the sixties. Mm-hmm. You know, and he represents along with that lesbian in person i don't know what yeah, the, the, the growing that subcultures kind of subculture and yeah so we was, need to tap into that more i think absolutely that was a flourish. huge part of yeah. The culture. yeah so that's why yeah. i think we will go there with that relationship so that we can explore that yeah area. because it really because the other thing is that i mean uh, by living inside the advertising uh, company the whole time we're very much inside a uh, corporate a c- corporate world. capitalist consumerist c- c- consumer-based like kind of model. It's interesting. We need those outside things because when you watch the show, you can forget it's in the 60s. Obviously, the, the costumes and stuff like that, so you know it is, but so many of the things are timeless yeah. that it needs like, oh, the Beatles ticket, like yes. just to bring you back and ground you to where this is really taking place. And, and also, and also like politically to um, get, because they're, they're, they're all money-making conservatives, mm-hmm. really. You know, I mean, Sterling's, uh, Roger is... <laughs> like they are way out on the right, and so you get in these other characters, and and um, that, I mean that, that's what, it's what the show so wonderfully does with with the with the women in the office, and uh, but through very subtly showing how their side of, of politics just are not really represented, mm-hmm. um, and you know how much we have to be grateful for for what they all uh, put up with. Um, so is is it the end of Don? Uh, is this FBI thing the the Don? I think he's got away. Has with he got, that. A, has he got away? Safe, with it? I don't know. Safe for now. Well, I, maybe something might come from it. I don't know exactly what, well, but I, I wonder I, what the company. I'm worried about the company in general. Lane's gone on holiday as well. Not good timing. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, specifically Lucky Strike. I mean, we've been given a timeline, thirty days, and uh, yeah. that'll be the test for uh, you know. The Do you see company. that coming up? Uh, is, is that going to round out the season? Is that mm-hmm. going to be the last episode, the Lucky Strike inf- uh, news? Um, or is that what they were talking about in the teaser about next week? That's like. All that stuff, like, I you can't should have told us. You should have told us. We could have done something. Yeah, isn't that, yes. gonna, isn't that what that's about? Probably. Right. I mean, we can't tell. They they make it look really tempting because they've got all the drama and everyone looks slightly irritated and looks and we learn passionate. Why, we don't why know they why. do that, so yeah. we go to the, the yeah. website. Yeah. Um, Who are yeah. drawing us in? Uh, and... Uh, is there anything else that we can predict? Will... I think that Don is going to get together with that secretary mm-hmm. oh, that's what on I a tryst. Yes. Definitely. I knew it from the very first time I saw her <laughs> when she had like one line in one episode. I go, oh, they're going to groom her. Yeah, She's going to become a secretary. Don's going to go for her. But the, the doctor you, is so wonderful. You. She's such a great 
human being, it seems to me. Well, she wasn't great with his kids. Doesn't mean she's not a great person. She's just not good with if kids. If you're not good with kids, you are a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I just, but she's so good for him. Just the way that he opened up with her straight yes. away in a way that we've never seen him do with a woman. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, please tune in again next week, straight after Mad Men. Um, Trilby, Elizabeth, Phil, thank you very much for your time. Thanks to the boys in the booth. Uh, you've been listening to AfterBuzz TV for Mad Men Season 4, Episode 10. We will see you next week. My name's Paul Ashton, and thanks for listening. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later.